Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and a very warm welcome today uh, at Church Without Walls. Great to be with you. And uh, we want to share today about possessing all the blessings, all the promises of God. And I want to share a master key to this that I believe is, has often been missed. Um, and Jesus, Jesus dropped the hint in Matthew 5.3 at the very start of the Sermon on the Mount. He, it's like he said, this is the key to everything. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, everything in the kingdom of God can be yours if you are poor in spirit. So it's like if you're poor, then you're rich. And in Luke 6.20 he says, blessed are the poor. He doesn't even add in spirit. He said, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In other words, if you are poor physically and poor spiritually, then you are rich. It's all yours. And that's like a paradox. Often the Bible gives us paradoxes. And then we have to really discover the key to, that unlocks the paradox. And in this case, the key is in the difference between ownership and possession. You see, um, you can possess something without owning it. Um, and the key is to realize that God is the owner of all things, and God is our owner. Uh, for instance, when Israel were given the promised land by God, he said, look, you can go in and you can possess this land, you can enjoy it to the full. But, he says, remember that I am the owner. They were only the tenant possessors. And um, as a result, um, if they forget that God was the owner, they would take it for granted and they would start acting as if it's theirs. And that's exactly what they did. And they started sinning. Now, for instance, the difference between ownership and possession. Let me ask you, if, if you were given the choice, you could say, look, there's a rich there's a rich man, and he will provide you a house for the rest of your life. He will give you everything you need of financially. You'll be provided for till you die. Or you own your own house, and you own your own wealth. Which would you choose? I think you would choose to own it yourself. Why? Because somehow that gives you that freedom. It gives you that independence. And that's what, that's in, uh, in the case with God, God is actually the owner of everything we have. He's the owner of our spirit, he's the owner of our body, he's the owner of every blessing that we have. But there's something in us that doesn't want him to be the owner. Even though he's so generous and he gives us everything we need, we want to be the owner because we want to be independent from God. So we want to possess the blessings in independence from God. And that attitude of ownership, the Bible calls covetousness, and it cuts us off from the blessings of God. Because if you were someone who was wealthy, and you, uh, for instance, had a manager who looked after all your stuff, if that manager started thinking and acting like it's his own money, you wouldn't trust that manager with much, would you? You, would, you, you couldn't. He would squander it. And so, in the same way, when we don't uh, accept God's ownership, and we act as if we are the owner, 
then uh, we cut ourselves off from God's blessings. And so this is the key. If we want to possess the fullness of the blessings of God, we have to surrender ownership to God. We have to acknowledge him as the owner. Then we can possess all things. When Israel worshipped God as the owner of the promised land, then they could possess their promised land. But when they rejected God as the owner, then they lost the land. And, and that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. They were given this, this beautiful garden to possess, to enjoy all the fruits. And yet they had to acknowledge God as the owner, because God put that tree of the knowledge of good and evil in there and said, don't eat from it. And while they didn't eat from it, they were acknowledging that God had the ultimate control. But when they were tempted into eating of that tree, what were they doing? They were saying, we are acting, we are now taking ownership of this garden. We are asserting control of this garden. And they went further than that. They, they were establishing that ownership over themselves. I am my own God. I define my life independently from God. And that's original sin. And to be saved from sin praise God, we, we need to accept Christ's ownership of us, that he owns us and he owns every blessing that he gives us. That's the key to enjoy the fullness of blessing, is to surrender ownership, then we can possess all things. I love it in Revelation chapter 5, um, verse 12, um, here they are in heaven, and they are singing a very wonderful song. They've, they've just been singing in verse 9 and 10 that the Lamb have, has redeemed us to God, has purchased us to God by his blood from every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we will reign on the earth. And so these are they who've been purchased by the Lamb. They belong to the Lamb. And because they belong to Christ, they also understand that every blessing they have belongs to Christ also. And that's why they say in verse 12, Revelation 5 verse 12, Worthy is the Lamb, the one who's purchased them, who was slain, to receive power. Now I just thought, oh well, he's just a general statement, he's worthy to receive all power. But actually, I believe it's more personal than that. Because they now, they're in their resurrection bodies. They're experiencing the power of God surging through them. They are empowered to do awesome things that we can even hardly imagine. And, but they are now surrendering that power back to God. They are saying that all the power we experience, you see, is owned by the Lamb. He's worthy to receive all power. So they are surrendering the power, the blessing that they've received from God back to God. It says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power is not of us, but of God. Whatever power God f flows through you, if you don't surrender it to God, if you don't accept that God is the owner of that power, if you take it to yourself then you block the blessing of God in your life because now you've become the owner. You become covetous of that power. That power now become you want it to establish your own independence and worth independently of God. And then that cuts you off from the blessing of God. And then he says, riches. Worthy are you to receive riches. So these, 
they have received wonderful eternal riches but they immediately surrender those riches back to God and so if you want to be operating in the fullness of God's blessing if you want to possess the kingdom of God in all its fullness you have to be poor what does that mean poor means that you do not own it at all you you earn nothing we own nothing physically because when we die we can't take it with us God is the owner so in that sense we're poor we're poor in spirit because we're totally dependent on the supply of God's spirit and God's life moment by moment so we are poor in ourselves but we are rich because God in his love and his grace he continually provides all these things to us and for that flow to really flow well we have to deny ourselves our our claim of ownership and we have to have to possess with thanksgiving everything that he gives us but remembering he's the owner so again they say worthy is the lamb to receive riches so every rich that you have remember you're not the owner you acknowledge God is the owner of your riches so if he says give this to this person give this to this ministry do give this to this person in need you're not the owner you're just managing God's resources and then he says worthy are you to receive wisdom so even the wisdom you thought you receive from God the creative ideas you have from God you need to surrender them back to God you need to acknowledge that God's the source of your wisdom so you don't try and covet have it covetousnessly hold on to it in yourself um, uh, because ultimately God has the right to define your life and the, then he says strength the very strength that you have the strength of your life in yourself comes from God and God owns you you know good God could pull the plug at any time he owns the, your strength and he says and honor the honor that God gives you it's it's all from God and the glory and the blessing and blessing means happiness your happiness belongs to God so trust God for your happiness don't hold on to it in covetousness but realize God wants to give you everything but he needs you to relinquish that ownership and now you trust in him and trusting in him I want to share just what what that means because you can only trust in him once you have let go of ownership unless you have let go of control because you tr you can trust him to hold you up and here I just want to share about the fact that Christ is our foundation we must trust like a building trusts in the foundation the strong foundation to hold it up we must trust in Christ as our foundation we mustn't trust in our riches we mustn't trust in our intelligence we mustn't trust in our right thinking we mustn't trust in uh, our experiences in this life none of these things can hold us up even in our human relationships they are not our foundation even our Christian thinking is not our foundation these things cannot hold us up we need something stronger and the Bible tells us what our foundation is in Isaiah uh, 28 verse 16 Isaiah 28 verse 16 he said it's a prophecy of Christ behold thus is the Lord behold I lay in Zion a stone 
for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And this is, of course, a prophecy of Christ. He is our foundation. Not thoughts about Christ, but Christ himself. Christ in you. He is the foundation for your life. And as you look to Christ, he will hold you up, not just in this life, but for all eternity. And whoever believes in him will not act hastily, or it could be translated, he whoever believes in him shall be unshakable. If you will rest your soul, if you will rest your eternity, if you will rest your, your happiness in him, and trust in him to hold you up, rather than trying to hold yourself up and try and gather things in your life the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the pride of life it's all attempts to hold yourself up with these flimsy things of creation instead put your trust in the creator he's your foundation and this is what happened in 1 corinthians 3 he says that verse 11 he says no other foundation can be laid except christ our foundation so Christ when you receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord you received him as your foundation and now your whole life your whole eternity is rests on Christ as your foundation and now you can understand one way we can establish our faith in his foundation is through the names of God let me just mention some of them for instance Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. When we hallow his name and we say, Lord, you are my provider, we are embracing, we are trusting in Christ as our provider. He is our owner and he is our provider. Jehovah Rophe, the Lord is my healer. I'm trusting in him. He is my foundation for my health and I'm trusting in Christ. I'm not trusting in my thoughts. I'm not trusting in my experiences. I'm trusting in the person of Christ who lives in me. Hallelujah. He is my healer. And it says, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my victory. To have victory over sin and over, over the world. I need a foundation which is Christ in me. Christ is my victory. He's won the victory and as I trust in him, as I look to him, I will experience that victory. The Lord is my shepherd. I belong to him. He's my shepherd. Uh, and he is the one who will lead me into the fullness of pasture and blessing. The Lord is my peace for my mind. I need a foundation that's stronger than all the stuff that's out there. The Lord is my peace. And it's good to say that out loud. Lord, you're my peace. You're my shield. You're my protection. You're my foundation. You're my rock. Praise God. You're my victory. You're my all in all. He is there. He wants you to possess him. He wants you to possess his life and his grace. He wants you to have all things, but you have to surrender ownership to him. That means you have to call him Lord. Lord, you're my peace. In other words, you are the Lord. You're the owner, but you're also the provider of all my needs, my peace, my healing, my victory, my righteousness, my sanctification. You're my all in all. He is good. Let your heart trust in him and you will not be disappointed.